0: Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Monday night, 8 p.m. We are back in our usual spot, and it is the Online Darts Live Lounge with me, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce, and we are starting 2023 with an absolute bang, boys. We know the schedule now. We know who the tour card holders are, and from now, it's action all the way.
3: Was that my internet, or was that you for a change? What a start! Hello, everyone. <laughs> we're back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Phil's.
3: What a start! Uh, We've
1: uh, made a change.
3: Yeah, no, too fair. That, fair, that didn't feel like mine.
2: I, I'm looking at it just to think your speeds into me are both awful, which is why you're a little That's bit blurry. Fine.
1: So if I as both into you awful let's age you
2: yeah but i can I see my speed that. as well, well i might good
1: yeah. even all by the
3: way
1: <laughs> well um, your speed is nearly being blurry is probably the best <laughs> thing for
3: everybody watching
2: so <laughs> um welcome along everyone how are you all doing um look, it's been a it's been a mammoth seven days but we are still here gents
1: We. A lot busier for you two. Not seen Boise in 10 days. Yeah, a lot busier <laughs> for you two. not Nice to be back on a Monday night. It feels a bit weird. When I was setting up, I, in my head, I was thinking, is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday maybe? We're doing it all over the place at the minute." It's nice to be back to Monday. Yeah, I, that, I, that absolutely. Um, yeah,
2: look, the, uh, the necessity to do it on a Wednesday, it, it was, it worked all right to be fair, but look, it's not, it's not our spot, though, is it?
1: Well, if if we'd have waited, just imagine that this show would have been a World Championships review, plus put plus World Series. It just wouldn't have happened.
0: Oh, thirty time we, would we have
1: gone into... thirty time would have done into World Cup stoppage time, wouldn't it? It would have gone that much further, so... But
3: it's still been here the next day. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, Welcome along everyone in the chat room as well. It's absolutely rammed already. How are we doing, Tommy? Second uh, zone is in. Kieran, Rose, Dave, how are you all doing? Andrew, Alex, Bob, James, Lewis, Jamie, of course, Juanita is in. How are we doing? Carl from Darts Tracker is in. Good evening, buddy. Uh, Frank, Kieran, uh, Daniel, Steve, Owen, G Adventures is in. I'll tell you what, chat room's rammed already. Uh, Simon is in. Right, boys. Where, where are we starting tonight? Because there's just been so much starts going on. It's it's unreal. Where do you want to start tonight?
0: Surely, to? Surely one we will we'll actually plan it.
1: <laughs> yeah, one week. Yeah, that. The only week we can plan it is the World Championships when that is the uh, the one and only. But the rest of the weeks, not planned. <laughs> Off the cuff
3: rock up and see what happens.
2: What are we
1: doing there? Um, have
2: done? nonsense. We've shared some links on social media. So a share or a retweet would be much appreciated and of course a like
3: as always. All I'm going to say is allez le bleu. That's it. That's all you need to know. Mon Un français, on dart. That was your favourite thing of the whole Q School, wasn't it? Um, Just shouting LA the Blue, yeah. That along with random niche song references, yeah.
2: Oh, what was the one that was absolutely random but brilliant? I'll just
3: just explain to me, mate.
2: Random, correct. Um, (laughs) Well, we'll start with Q School um, because we do know. The tour card holders now, and um, again, thanks to the PDC.
3: Oh, wrong one, that's Michael Smith. <laughs> 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 there we are. Um,
2: could you imagine Michael Smith going back to Q School? He'll
3: probably get beat in the final.
2: <laughs> um, look, I seven days we can't go into it all but we can talk about the ups, the downs. And stage one, first of all, there is one name that I just can't get out of my head. How he hasn't got through stage one is Wesley Placier. Because the man yeah. was mustered on the Euro Tour. He was... Was it count back he missed out on the European Championships, by.
3: I think so.
2: And he hasn't got
3: no, out of stage one. He's the WDF World Master. Yeah, he's literally won one of the biggest events in the world just a few weeks ago. Yeah,
2: it's it's absolutely bonkers how this man did not get through stage one.
3: And, and sometimes that's just the way Q score goes, isn't it? We talk a lot about the one two eight being the best one two eight in the world sometimes it just doesn't quite play out that way. You look at some of the guys that have failed to win back tour cards or failed to pick up a tour card this year. Wesley Plussier is is one of those standout names. But can we honestly say we have the best 128 dart players in the world at this moment on the PDC tour? I don't think we can. I don't think we ever can. And that's not a slight on anybody. That's a slight on the system, the format and the, form and ability changes over time.
2: No, I I fully agree with you there. I don't know what you think, Boise, but because of the way the system is, I don't think we'll ever have the best 128 players on tour.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I was looking through a few... It was going on and looking at the, the, the daily winners, we've only had one daily winner who entered at stage two the rest of the daily winners come from stage one. So, yes, we can talk about the, the top or a lot of the top players being in that stage two already because the have previous, previously dropped off the tour or challenged and all them sort of places that come into a But the fact that the people in stage one have had those four days sort of practising, yes, you have still got a qualifying debt there. That is also a huge advantage. So, with the system as it is and it now being split into stages, I think we're always going to miss big names not vetting cards and with there's certainly a few big names who have who have not made it who a lot of people would have liked to have seen. Um this system does not allow and it's nearly impossible to vet the, the best hundred and twenty eight into into the system in that one year. I, I don't know how that would ever happen.
3: I think the problem is as well is that We constantly sit and have the debate. What would you do instead? What else should you do? And no matter what people come up with, there's still imperfections in in any other system. So instead of making mass changes, we're, we're sort of stuck with an imperfect system on the basis that no other system is perfect. So we just keep trying to amend the imperfect one we've got to make it the best outright, because that's what we've done for so long. I don't think there is a real solution. We've spoken about... The challenge tour, but you need prize money for that to make it that second tier, and then it's Q score to get up to challenge tour. Are people going to commit for just five weekends in that current format? Like, th- there's not enough money in the sport to have a second tier list of players that aren't commercially viable. While we're talking about pro tour players not being able to earn a living from playing darts, yeah, no, it's it is it is a tough one, but.
2: We might as well, as we've touched on the iceberg now, it's though, like, how do we make the system better? Because at the moment, it is flawed. And it comes up that we had one in Europe win a card by not playing. And then we had one in the UK lose a card because he played. In, in, in any sport, that cannot be right that by not playing, gives you an
3: advantage. Well, we were two results away from a player getting a tour card based on their average for the week, because they'd had exactly the same record as someone else as well. Let's not forget we've got away with with that as a story, as a a main (laughs) headline here right now. In that, if Goffin and I think it was Keegan Brown had lost before they actually did, or Nick Kenny even, if they've fallen around, if Goffin had fallen two rounds before and, and Kenny around before, there's a chance that we'd have been looking at a, was it McGinney-Whitehead split based on leg difference? Uh, based on average, sorry.
1: That shouldn't yeah. happen. We, sh- we shouldn't be down. Da- we shouldn't be down to that. Uh
3: McGinney-Harrington, sorry. Yeah, I mean, have identical
1: records. If, if that was to the happen with I all people think... in the with all people in there, Dob, if that was with everyone in the arena, we know they're there. It's not sort of a, a tournament or a group stage where someone might have already left the arena. For me, if there's a chance, the only way that that that's solved is uh, head to head, one off sort of game. If you are matching on every single criteria. That's the only way that you can do it that's fair because the result then is dependent on what happens on the dartboard and it's not happening on do you turn up, do you miss out, do you, you know, tactics behind what happens on the dartboard. It should all be what happens on that OT and that for me should be something that's in place. With, I know the drama of a, a nine dart I know the, the drama of a nine dart Yeah, Not the even nine dart shooters, Give yeah. another match. That's yeah. for a I'm, two-year car. People people moan about when that happens and when it's happened at the slam and it's happened at the Super Series. However, what's happened there is someone's done through, determined on throwing darts at a board, not on an average over what they've done previously, whether it be nine darts or whether it be a, a best to 11 or whatever it may be. For me, it's has got to happen on the hockey. There's then there'll be a decision about made what's right. What is the best game to sort of play to decide that? Is it another one of what they've played throughout the whole tournament? but there should be something relying on that and not someone missing out or down the card by not turning up.
3: Well, the, the best way to explain that, why we don't believe that that average would have been the best way to solve that either, is that I can win a leg of darts in 13, 14 or 15 darts. The outcome is I've still won it on my fifth visit, which means I still have to be in a position to do that, My opponent still has to win the leg in four visits or five visits, depending on if they've thrown first or not. There's a 15 points difference in the averages between me throwing a 13 dart leg and a 15 dart leg, but the outcome is still the same. I've still won the leg in the same turn. And whilst it looks slightly more impressive that I've done it in 13, if I'd done it in 15, I would have won the leg at exactly the same time, exactly the same visit under exactly the same amount of pressure or visits that my opponent could have managed to win the leg themselves. And, and and that's no more impressive than anything else, in my opinion. That that's why it would have been ridiculous.
1: It it the equivalent seems to me is if you used to have a diamond football debt to a draw, but you have to decide it's a winner and it's oh, it's a team that's run the most. It's just a stat. It's something that we relate to as a stat, but it shouldn't be the base of what that result is. Look at our world yeah. number 10 is james wade if that was based on averages he wouldn't be nowhere near the top 10. probably the top 50 but the bloke wins games there's different mm-hmm. ways to win different games in all sports and it shouldn't be decided on a stat um
2: yeah cu- couple in the chat room um al says judging my streamers beards are mighty popular in england mine's just pure laziness where i've been streaming for seven days um i'll be clean shaven again tomorrow, probably. Obviously, he's always had a beard to be feared, and, and Gobbs is just a, a measly attempt at a student beard. Um,
1: Dobbs, just, Dobbs just reached puberty. That's, yeah. that's all Dobbs is. Fuck the <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Um
2: Again, judging back into the, the chat room, there's a couple here from Bob. Yeah, Bob, I, I understand that he lost, meaning he didn't get a card, but if he hadn't have played, if he'd have withdrawn at the start and not played, he'd have won one, it is the point. And I I'm, I get that he lost, but the fact, if he hadn't have played, he'd have been better off. Um, and also, Bob says, my idea for Q score is four days of ram robbing. Um, each um, player plays 20, 30 to 40 games and 15 with the most wins advances.
3: So a lot of darts. A lot of darts. A lot of boards, a lot of costing. It's close to a Swiss system, I think, but it's just too many people entering. I mean, there's conversations about the challenge tour next week being oversubscribed to, which we'll, well get onto we'll, we'll, later. We'll, no.
2: yeah. we'll come on to that shortly. Yeah. Um, but so we'll, we'll dive in. UK, first, your four daily winners were. Aaron Monk, Graham Usher, Josh Payne, and Adam Smith Neal, which has caused some interesting topics of conversation on social media. Um, and <laughs> one of a couple. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not condoning what he's alleged to have, have done. However, it's it's not a criminal offense. I'm not saying it's right or whatever, but the PDC are not going to investigate. It, if it's not a criminal offence, if he's not been looked at by the police or anything like that, that they're, they're not going to touch it. So, the petitions and, and everything to, to get rid of him, I just—it's it's just not going to happen. No.
1: If if there's going to be them sort of things in place and the PDC will <laughs> do that sort of action or anything, that needs to happen before um, Adam Smith Neal enters Tustall, not after he's got a tard. Because if he hadn't got a tard. Yes, there would still be them, Finn said on social media, but it just would not be highlighted as much. The reason it's highlighted is because he's done on the one that died. That would have to be stopped for me pre him entering because then it wouldn't be fair on someone entering, paying that money and then not being given the same opportunities. Everyone else has paid the same amount of money. And then not if what is the allegations are threat, then I'm not saying I'm backing Adam Smith-Neil whatsoever. But once he's paid... He's got his reward from playing some very the darts and then it's decided on the off day. Um,
2: yeah, look, the Aaron Monk one, that came from nowhere because he hadn't shown any glimpses of that. He was relatively poor at the Super Series, Um, had, had done nothing massively. So for him to win on day one, that kind of come out of nowhere.
3: Yeah, look, we know how good Aaron's A game is. We're not so sold on his B game, especially in recent years. But he's back on the tour. We know what he's capable of. We know that he's capable of getting himself into just as much trouble as well if it goes that way. Uh, fair to say that the DRA are looking forward to it. quite a few of these boys returning to tour. But, look, to go and win it outright, in as confident a manner as Aaron was, he was telling people at the start of the day he was going to win it. And we're like, nah, nah, yeah, I am going to win it. And he, and he delivered. And the only other player that I've ever seen in a room walk in that confident is Corey Cabby. And two weeks later, he's winning the UK Open qualifier and, and God knows else what.
2: And I, I spoke to Aaron yesterday and um, he sent me the picture. He'd only booked his hotel for four nights three nights of stage one and one night of stage.
3: You're joking, me. <laughs> No, I've been
0: deadly serious.
3: <laughs> How can you even take that risk in this room?
1: <laughs> that is great.
2: Um, <laughs> I, t- I, t- I told you he was a confident boy, gob.
3: <laughs> there's confidence, and then there's that. <laughs> what? Do you get? Um,
2: Look, it's Milton Keynes, there's plenty of... If, if 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 he'd have fucked it up, there's plenty of hotels in Milton Keynes, let's be fair.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Graham Usher, this one wasn't a surprise. Most people predicted that Graham Usher would win a tour card from the darts we'd seen the gambler throw at, at the Super Series and everything like that.
1: Yeah, he's, he's played some... He's played a lot of the stuff that we've been fortunate enough to be able to see on the... Uh, Live than Super Series, and it was it was one, it was a name who was dotted around when you seen all the predictions just over a week ago. It was a name that was in quite a few of the pits, so it was no real surprise to see Draymush come through one uh day two. Certainly not as big a surprise as what Aaron Mum was on day one. I'm sure Draymush right. didn't book live nights there. I'm sure no, he'd booked no, no, all out
2: again. I am. Um... <laughs> I, I had a chat with Graham yesterday as well on WhatsApp. He, he was he was there. He booked seven days in his head. He was playing dance yeah. for seven days. Um, and then Josh Payne returned to the tour. Again, God, one that has a tremendous A game. He's a he's a tour winner in the PDC. Um, had his shoes away from the hockey, family problems and, and everything like that. But good to see him back. Yeah, he
3: looks to be a player that's benefited from a year off tour, doesn't he? You can get caught up in tour life in the the hustle and bustle of traveling and chasing ranking points and prize money etc and, and doing it for your dinner basically but a year away played some very very good stuff at the super series another player that comes with a lot of confidence and, and belief and, and carries himself in that manner on tour and it'll be interesting to see how he can respond to, to starting again.
2: Yeah and on obviously Adam Smith Neil we, we touched on but Actually, what he did on the board was remarkable because he went into that last day with no points. It
3: was win or bust. He did. but i just yeah, like to did. remind you all that I said on that final day he was going to win it. Yeah.
2: No, he did. <laughs> um, just, just get yeah, it, it out of It doesn't
3: happen very often on this show that one of us gets something right, so I'm taking it.
2: What, you mean like when I called Graham Usher and Corey Cabbage were on the same...
1: Oh, sorry. I don't want to talk about it. To be it's fair, fair it's right? you calling them two is like asking if water is wet, isn't it? It's not, oh, is it? it They'll be only picked because you turn to have Michael Smith in the UK and MVG in the
2: EU. And then the Order of Merit in the UK. Look, Dylan Slitham was absolutely superb throughout. The kids got a
1: bright, bright future, that is for sure. Yeah. So I'm bright, many, bright some future. He, uh, he performed very well across, across the week, didn't he? So, but there's no real surprise to see him come out on top.
2: Yeah, and then Lee Evans, Stephen Burton, Nick Kenny, Keegan Brown, Adam Warner, Graham Hall, Callum Goffin and Christian Perez, all taking those spots. And look, Keegan Brown, Not a surprise that he bounced straight back. Um, Again, we we touch on how people lose their cards. His was all during that period when darts wasn't a priority for him, when he wasn't practising because of his job within the NHS and everything like that. The last six months, he's won a pro tour and played some good stuff. But over that two-year ranking period, it's hard to undo a year and a half's bad
3: work. Yeah, I mean... Heading into Q score this year, if it's no secret for us and what we do, and actually when you follow the sport, I think a lot of people at this point hope for new tour card holders. You want new stories, you want to see what new people can do with this opportunity. But if you could have picked anyone that had lost their card last year that perhaps didn't deserve to, or you wouldn't begrudge them an instant return, I think what Keegan did during lockdown that meant he wasn't focusing on darts meant that absolutely nobody's going to begrudge him a, a second go at it right now i mean pretty unlucky to have lost it when he did because he was nicely set for the match play on the the one-year order of merit um so he's, he's got to start again which is a shame but like two more years at it we know what quality he's got um
2: graham hall Again, coming through the JDC, we'd seen the, the bits that, that he'd done. He had a good UK open run as well as one of the the, the, the qualifiers. Um, Adam Warner, one of the stories as well. Him winning his week at the Super Series, funded him to be able to go to Q School. But again, this opens up the, the system that he's done well on the ADC as well and within uni darts uh, as well. It's a real pathway now that, that, that we're seeing... And, and breaking out, it's not just playing the pub anymore. There are genuine avenues and routes to get to being a professional now.
1: Yeah, I think I think we've mentioned it before that as much as there's a lot of controversy away from the PDC, to be an amateur darts player right now is the best time to be that amateur darts player and try and break into becoming a PDC because the amount of opportunities. Yes, you've got to pick the right route. Yes, there's going to be certain opportunities or more opportunities for some players than there is for others. However, Ryan All is one who has proved that the right route is down through the ADC. We see a lot of people competing from a JDC perspective. They've come through that system, uh on the uh, European. So it just shows that being that amateur player or being that young up and coming player, there is multiple opportunities for them to build their Dame before they move on to becoming a professional
2: yeah and look again he's not one it's not short confidence um there could be a few dra fines heading his way as well gob not <laughs> not shy shall we say
3: yeah let's let's, let's go with that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> um also that we can't hide from it it's been all over social media um Callan Goffin won a spot on the order of merit. Um, however, he seems to be um, in court this coming Monday on some, some quite serious charges. Look, we're not going to comment on them until whatever happens, happens. But there could be a decision to be made somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah there could be. But from... Don't know.
3: I'm just not sure it's going to be the PDC that have to make that decision. I, I, from, like, It's incredibly difficult for us to sit here and comment on an, an open legal proceeding because anything we do say could jeopardise it in any direction. That That's just pretty standard common practice. But from what it appears like, the charges that he's up on, the maximum sentence is two years with an unlimited fine. So if he doesn't get that maximum sentence, there's a good chance, even if he does take a custodial service, he will not be for the full duration of his tour card. And at which point it is, am I going to make the most of this? Am I going to use it? Should I give it up from his position? The, the, The PDC won't act, in my opinion, given where we sit with it.
2: Do you think, though, if, and no, I'm not saying he will, but if he got the maximum and was unable to fulfil any of his two years on tour, would they act then?
3: Only. Only if he takes it. Well, even then, no. I don't think they would. I think it would just be a top-up from the challenge tour. I think if the charges carried a much longer sentence, then there's a chance they would, be it five, six years, etc. But on a two-year, there's a good chance, given the UK judicial system, that, the need for overcrowding in prisons and and the chance of good behaviour means that you wouldn't serve your full sentence. Yeah. And at that point, you can't take the risk on him not serving two years, being out in six months and going, right, I want to play. And go well, actually, we've taken it away from you because the whole idea of the justice system in this country is for reform. And once you serve your time, then you should be able to take on Opportunities, as long as they don't um, aren't a substance of serving that time, etc. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no okay. Which is why I said, look, we, we we weren't going to dodge
2: the subject, but also we're not going to go massively in on it until everyone knows what what's gone on, basically. And the twenty third is the date by all accounts, isn't it? So we we should find out. In and around, then moving I mean, into the EU, the outright winners Jeffrey Spadans, Corey Cadby, Jeffrey Deswan, and Robbie Knops winning outright. Um, look, the, the one standout name on there that we might as well go straight to it is Corey Cadby. Um, there were a lot of question marks going into Q School. We all know the talent. We all know what he did. But three years away from competitive top-end darts, there are always going to be question marks. And we sat here when it was announced that he was back in. It was like, if we get the old Corey, there's going to be fireworks. But let's judge him after Q School. Let's be fair, boys. He was fucking good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he he was just the standout yeah, yeah. in terms of performances. In Stage yeah. 1, look, lost a couple of games, but went on to win outright on, on one of those days or secure his base as one of the, the top eight, etc. Um, the performances throughout that were solid. The games that he did manage to lose in Stage 1 were of his own doing. They were of missing darts or double. They let opponents back in. He was never played off the board by absolutely anybody. Stage 2, obviously, Day 1 didn't quite go to his... Go his way. Stage day two didn't average below ninety, even with poor score, even with poor finishing at, at times in that one. Um, and, and that's where the rustiness is. If he's just spent a few weeks throwing straight at the trebles to give himself as many possibilities at a finish as, as he needs for the last few weeks, then fine, and, and give it three to six months on tour, practicing regularly. We, we don't know where he's going to plan to to live or stay, but. Like if he goes and, and spends time with Damon Hetter and, and Dimitri Vandenberg and, and um, uh, Jose, he's been been known to to stay in, in that property as well. Like some some time with them finishing on the board, back in that environment, he could be straight back to where he was before. And, and that's a scary thought. I don't think that's no, no. I don't that's overhyping it either. Like he's, what, 26, 25, 26 years old and looks like he's about to walk straight back into the form that he was in when he was pushing the top 16, was on the cusp of being phoned up for the Premier League as an entertainer in the first 18 months of being there and and all sorts. He's he's just got frightening ability, frightening belief, and is a character. Look, he's another that has had off-occy drama. There's absolutely no way of of getting away from that, but he's another that has served time for that or or, or paid his, his... used for that and is is back with a second chance yeah and look it's now it's a case of not blowing
2: that second chance but the funny thing is boys is the way the seeding is done for the Pro Tours some big boys are not going (laughs) to like these potential draws because anyone in that top 16 could draw Corey Cabby round one on the Pro Tour day one
1: yeah, no-one no wants to right now on that. Um, uh, on the confidence he's done our from Tuesday. I know, I think it was one of the days Dob alluded to when we have 27 spaces for the stories with like 27 players who we've never seen before. There's an exception to that. I'm sure you all agree with that, Dob. There's an exception to that because there's a few headline makers in here and Tory Tadby is certainly one of those. I know for different reasons we alluded to why it stood Teeth and Brown back on the tour because of the things they did from a darting perspective, an entertainment perspective, headline maker. You can there's so many words you can say about Torvill. But um, the words that Phil Taylor said about him when he played him just sort of summed it all up about what what this guy can win to the sport. And it's great to have him back. I just hope he he's 100% fully committed, and we see him on. I'm sure we will see him on all the Pro Tours, see him over in the UK, all the Euro Tour qualifiers, because he's you mentioned the pro tours not wanting to have him just imagine the people who then have come up against him in the first round of the uk open you know there's there's them sort of draws that you just he's probably the name in that draw that you want to avoid if he's coming in with confidence which is dinner coming through what six days at q great achievements five days sorry yeah
2: and ryan's
3: he's gonna be on that tv stage in my head isn't he he's gonna be on that tv
2: Without any first,
1: question, first of round. I would not be first surprised round. if first round of U.K. Open, he's not the one who is the first dame on that stage being in the first round when he looked at the names that will be in there. Depend on the draw. Remember
2: when Fallon qualified game. for the UK yeah. Open as a Riley's qualifier? We all tongue and said in our group chat, the minute she qualified at half twelve at night, there's one TV game in the afternoon session. We'll call it now. Corey Cabby will be on the main stage at
3: my head. Yeah. But Lisa Ashton was up there as well. Lisa and Fallon both played main stage that year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, look, Jeffrey Desjuan won his card back as well. And, and this, this one intrigues me because Jeffrey has all the ability in the world. We've seen that. You don't beat Michael Van Gogh in the way he did on a TV tournament get to a couple of TV quarterfinals if you haven't got bundles of ability. However, if his mindset hasn't changed and he hasn't changed those bad habits, this could be a short two years
3: again for the Black Cobra. Yeah, it could. I
2: mean,
1: look,
3: he's coming back without injury now. It seems that he's playing in in a better position at that point. So he does have that going for him. But like I said, look, we're aware that he he streams and, and... Is on social media a lot and perhaps was a little bit too laid back when he was on those runs in the match play and and the like and and taking big scalps on TV and and not really committing or pushing forward with it. But look, he's got a frightening amount of ability. Frightening amount. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. He beat me 4-0 in six minutes on a development tour five years ago now. He had it then and he's definitely still got it now.
2: Up completely, completely. Um, from the order of merit, the, the the top the top four. We'll take these in order. First of all, Mike Ivanhoven. No real great surprise that he's bashed his way, Mister Consistent throughout the the whole four days. That he played eleven points plus fifty leg difference, winning ninety three legs. Unreal, flyers underneath. Again, the same. Eleven points plus forty-two. One hundred legs. There's going to be a lot of intrigue and mystique around Richard
1: Vinstra on tour
2: this year, boys.
1: Yeah, he was a player who Lutterbie Lutter did at side. And didn't, I'm sure he brought the average at Lakeside. Twelve,
2: yeah. I think, maybe.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, some of the standard he got to that weight was ridiculous, and he's he's going to be he's. Definitely going to be one to watch over the um over the next two years. Um, we've seen obviously a, a lot of it in the BDO and then WDF. And he's certainly one another one who's gonna stand out to avoid. It's gonna be interesting to see the one for me for him is he's Harry he does on the Euro tours, depending on qualification on the stage, because I think he'll do tie okay on the floor, but he's gonna be one who If you can get some good runs at the Euro Tours, normally, if you can find that Dane, like says, 112 is ridiculous from being through. And it's just finding that more consistently or a certain level more consistency. He's probably one who, that B Dane's a bit of a struggle.
2: Yeah. Um, And Pascal Reprep, how do you pronounce it? it Reprep, Gob? Well, you, Reprep. Reprep. Look, coming into this, no one knew... Jack shit about this young man. Apart from, he was a young lad and he likes to go to the gym. When the pictures on day one went up, however, what a seven days this young man has had!
3: Mad, absolutely. He's come out of absolutely nowhere. We had one of his friends in the chat room earlier in the week, Um, just telling us a bit of information about him. All we know is he's a 22 year old. Started playing last June. Have so been playing about 15 months. Went to a few competitions. Has made quarters and semis he lost to clemens in a final in november from five one and six two up i think it was um as, as far as i don't know and what it looks like he intends to is is to give up his dream of being a police officer and run with the chance of being a dark player he's come out of absolutely nowhere another fantastic young talent and hopefully we'll, we'll see where this can take him because a name that we did not know we'd never even heard of on day one of, of Germany, Q-School, almost snuck through a little bit from stage one in the end after a good first day. Um, But, yeah, just so, so good. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And then Ronnie Heibrex back on tour. Again, he was steady as you like. But the much-favoured evil Charlie, Carol Sedlacek, will be on tour for the next two years. And, again, we saw this at the World Championships – one
1: that's going to cause problems this year? Yeah, it, it was one who I, I wanted to see, Tom am sure the, <laughs> the European tour, he's always good to watch, said Lichette and huge fan of the, uh huge fan of the uh shirts, the Matt and Paddy shirts as well, which I'm sure we'll get to see even more of, so good to see, Terrell said the chat back, however, I'm guessing and Mr. Bars, with the next one on the order of merit, you're down to be down to our over to our French correspondent in uh Jack Darwood. Is that right? Yeah, ah, Jack, have, you got
2: some, have, you,
3: have you got some French words about, about for us, please? Uh, oui, bon, bon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I said it, I, I, I don't want to sit here being that smug fat guy in the corner, but um, I called this one as well. I, I, there's just less pressure on Labra than there was on Thibaut Tricol. Tricol is, is a has is become the max hop to me of French darts in that because he was the first to be in the limelight and, and have a relative level of success, WDF World finalist uh, and the various other places that we, we've seen him compete and, and be in, it almost felt like there was just that little bit too much pressure for him to get over the line. and And even then we've seen him not perhaps deal with pressure like other players can do. Whereas the performance levels of, of Labra over the last six to nine months, we saw him play in the Super Series, we saw his Challenge Tour averages, we've seen him play here, there and everywhere, have just steadily been creeping up to match the levels we're seeing from Thibaut on Tour. And that I just thought with the ability they both got, but less pressure on, on Jax, I just felt like he was more of a chance of getting a tour card than Thibaut, and it, it turns out that's how it is. I mean, now we have a French tour card holder. The general consensus for the World Cup is, if you have a tour card holder from that nationality, you get a World Cup spot. Sure. Right,
2: didn't, didn't we have
1: out one? Or... did we have one miss out last year? I felt like we did.
2: Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs>
3: But... Was it Boris?
1: I think Boris
3: was. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm changing everything. We, we do make big changes to the World Cup this year anyway, aren't we? Apparently. They were promised last year. So, are they the blue? Yes.
2: <laughs> the uproar last year that France weren't in, when we didn't have a French tour card holder, was off the scale. Could you imagine if they don't put one in this
3: year? Yeah.
1: needs to be there
0: is a
3: reason to justify it in that they don't have TV rights and and that's a big part of the deal but I mean wasn't elaborate their ministry basically pushing for darts to be included as a a sport and and stuff like that yeah it was pretty in talks with the French government to recognise it and and everything else like that I I just think they need to capitalise on it now
2: Fully agree. Uh, Daniel closer, and then Jean Van Veen. Again, there wasn't a surprise about this one. He was on most people's lists. What he'd done on the Challenge Tour, the Dev Tour, the Super Series across the last year, he was one of the hot favourites to get a card snuck in. It was probably a little bit closer than than what he would have liked, but the young Dutchman is is there.
1: Yeah, prob- probably. A surprise on most people that he he was he in where he did. A lot of people would have expected him to be a lot higher in that order of merit, if not that one on a on a day. So that was probably more the surprise, but no surprise that he got one We've we've seen his quality numerous times. I said on the <laughs> multiple um organisations and no surprise to see him now as a hard holder.
2: There we go. There is the order of merit for the EU. Just missing out as Gob relabeled him. Young Jacob Taylor, uh, Arjen uh, Franz rochet Dirk Taunekers, Barry Van Pier, Andy Barnes, Tony Elsenas, Max Hop, John Michael. A list of players all on four points, um, boys. And look, we go back to it. He, he's not even on this list, which is baffles me. Lucas Vanek must have been a wicked man in a previous life. Either that or someone just doesn't like him. Because, look, Lucas Vanek is an unbelievable darts player. And the stinkers of draws he had is right up there.
3: Yeah. I mean, not to of write it. off Daniel Closer, but the comparison is I think they're at very, very similar levels. Vanek and Closer. And we've seen Closer at the Super Series. He's got a very... Closer is a very, very talented dart player. And I, I think Lucas Feindig is very, very close in ability to Daniel Closer. And the fact one of them has a tour card and one of them picked up zero points, beaten four times in five matches in stage two or something ridiculous, just tells you how much of a lottery Q-School can be. Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, and there we have the UK Order of Merit. Just, well, just missing out. Conan Whitehead by a leg. Mark McGeaney, Ryan Harrington. It was getting a bit tense. That last couple of hours was, right, if he wins, he's safe. If he wins, he's out. And it was got to the point where it was just like, yeah, Conan's done it.
3: It's yeah. done. The more and more we dig, the more and more we see other stories, the more and more... It goes on as well. It's just just heartbreaking for Colin to miss out on, on such a small margin. It turns out it's a leg. It could have been averages for McGee and, and Harrington if you look back. Um he played solid, he was a Moda Super Series, champion of champions winner. We we know he's got the game and level, but as the day unfolded, there was a chance he'd stay in, then there was a chance there wasn't. Then it basically became a final between Smith, Neil and Whitehead. But Nick Kenny was playing for Whitehead and it was all just a little bit too much. Then obviously the story starts to break that we discussed a little bit earlier about Callum Goffin. And we're like, right, well, does the card, if he's not able to use it for two years, go to Conan Whitehead? Does it stay as a 1-2-7 in the top of the Challenge Tour, get in automatically? It depends how soon they resolve that before Q School or the first Pro Tour weekend, we guess. It's just... I dread to think the mill of emotions that Conan White has been through in the last twenty-nine hours. You've only got to look at his Facebook
2: to tell you he's been through every emotion possible.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, And Patrick says it there in the chat room. The same in the UK. Daryl Pilgrim as well. Absolutely, we've seen Pilgrim smashing averages all over the place. Um. And again, that comes down to the, the draw of of, of, of Q scores. Yeah, that's it's brutal.
1: That's the lottery part of isn't it that draw? Because it, it even starts in stage one, you can see some draws that are a bit more favourable. You can see it even more so on day one when you've got certain players who are only going to, to to be able to compete on the um challenge tour. So you've got some who are not at the, the same level as some of the other players so it is that is the element of the lottery part of tuesday but, but that's just looking at them there's well, so many big names that were just under that line on for utah sits to three four points there's so many huge names and same applies to eu lots <coughs> of big names out. well I, yeah. I guess we're going to talk about at
3: some point but the consistency level of fallon sherrick this week was one of the best on show I took throughout the entire week, in my opinion. Scoring was superb, doubles let down occasionally, but actually at times they were back to what we saw when she's winning on the, the Ali Pali stage. And the only player that really dismantled her all week in any game was Daryl Pilgrim.
2: Yeah, and, and even in that, early on, she had darts and the scoreline could have been the other way. Don't get me wrong, yeah. the last three legs, it was a a, a, a landslide, but... Early on, she was in that game as well. And look, Fallon, I think I think she turned a lot of heads this week. Where let let, let let's be fair, not so much her, but the stick the PDC have got for in brackets shoehorning her into uh, events, mainly the World Series. Over the last seven days, she's proved how good a game she actually has, even on the floor. I don't think her TV game's ever been in question because we've said it multiple times that we almost compared her to Dimitri, where brilliant on the stage, but maybe not so much on the floor. However, over this last seven days, it was some effort. One, to win her day in stage one, and then a consistency in stage two. And at one point,
1: was it eight or nine games unbeaten? Yeah, there's ridiculous levels from Fallon's that we've not seen on the floor. Or we've seen in glimpses, I'll say, in the women's series. But those are probably the, the biggest answers that she's gave the past week is the level that she can't consistently hit when playing on the floor to, to finish where she has, for me, is an achievement. As much as she was going there to pick up on a targe, the fact that she hasn't been successful at Tewstall before and not been in the position she is now has got to take a lot from the last week. And for her personally, how much the hate is really debt to her. I know that a lot of it is aimed at the PDC. But for Fallon to do and have the week that she's had, there's got to be a lot of positives from that, that this year can be a more successful year than what 2022 was. Yes, there was a lot of opportunities and she probably would have liked to have taken them a bit more. But with this performance now, hopefully that'll be the uh, springboard for what she's going achieve this year. D- in There's whatever she plays cra- in, we would, would be that she There's plays couple- any of the challenge or and the women's.
2: Yeah, a couple of questions floating around asking us, do we think that she will win a tour card at some point? Uh, yeah, I, I genuinely believe she will.
1: I think do she'll be well. on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll win one. I, I think
3: she'll
2: win one as
1: well. I do. I do but think it's it helped. I, I do think it's helped that there's been less pressure less pressure on this year than there has on previous years. You've know, think there's been previous years where a lot of the talk on social media has been, you win a tour, you win the Premier League, not just win the tard to be on the tour. It's if Fallon wins one, she'll be in the Premier League. And that's still going to have an impact on the player and all the support base for the player. So I just think with a little less pressure, we've seen what Fallon can do on the floor.
2: Um. Yeah, also Bob says, do we know if, if she's playing on the Challenge Tour this week? I, I don't know is the honest answer. Um, I had a quick chat with her yesterday. She was absolutely knackered after the last seven days so I I don't know is the honest answer. I don't know if she's made up her mind yet. But on that challenge tour as well, there are potential issues this week in Milton Keynes for the challenge tour. Yes. As in if the numbers are to be believed. Well I'm not sure if they get I'm I'm not sure we can get five challenge tour events on this weekend if those numbers are anywhere near correct.
3: Yeah, like if you get half the players that went to Q school at that first challenge tour, which there's quite a few that went purely just so they could play challenge tour for a day or two, not everybody's going to be financially able to do that and you look at some of the bottom end averages or some of the people that that went just for the experience. I think there's questions to be had there and, and can people financially support it a week after Q school? But if you hit somewhere like 350, 400 entries, which would be half of the players eligible for the challenge tour, playing in the first challenge tour, you're looking at well over seven hours of competition. <coughs> yeah.
1: But that's part of It's part of it it's is as well, three we know
3: three days doesn't work.
1: We know how important the opening weeks are as well of the Challenge Tour because you let yourself on reserve lists, you get yourself in that top. Well, it's been Correct. down to it like in the 20s at times. The first the first five are in theory the biggest five until you're playing for the positions at the end. These are the biggest ones to so get yourself on those reserve lists, to so get yourself into positions to go on the tour, tour as We've seen so many people go on and the of that way. So, They are the biggest. So numbers-wise, you'd expect them to be the biggest attended across the year, which is a worry for five events.
3: If it's five. I mean, The thing is, it could well drop to three. If if you get to a point where you cannot physically run two in a day, your option is to drop it to one a day and you run three. Then you've got to find extra weekends, etc. But at that point... Players travelling from outside the UK have got to financially justify chasing three days of challenge tour instead of five, which might not be as rewarding depending on an early loss. If you factor in an early loss into one of those three, which is which is more than possible in a room that big with an open draw. Are you going to make money back or or cover your costs to to go or or get somewhere close to it? Probably not on just three events. You've got more chance of five, granted. Obviously, your outlay costs are a bit higher, but your returns and, and chances of return on your investment is a lot higher. You can't cap it, however, you look at it. You cannot cap it because by not getting your tour card by going to Q school, you are eligible for the challenge tour. You can't start capping challenge tours
0: not on oh, a no, first-come
3: first, uh, basis. That's that's not right at all.
1: And also by being eligible to play in the challenge tour, you've got a second opportunity to win a tour card. Yes, there's only one yeah. spot, but you've got you've got a second opportunity with that money you've spent on Tuesday to then win a card for the following year by finishing in the doesn't always have to be top if someone wins through an ranting system, but you've got that opportunity. So the time tap it for me. If
3: I- If I missed out on a tour card via the Challenge Tour at the end of the year because I was the 401st player to try and enter a Challenge Tour weekend at the start of the season and they decided only 400 are allowed to play, I'd be raging.
1: Correct.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, Challenge Tours are £55 each.
2: Well, this is my next question. The numbers generated at Q School we know was just under 400 grand. I appreciate that there's expenses to pay out of that venue hire and, and staffing and, and everything like that. But still, it was 400 grand minus some expenses. The challenge tour, if we get the numbers we've been. Speculated and told. There's another hundred and eighteen, hundred and twenty grand being made this weekend. And at that point, the money being taken in to the money being paid out doesn't really add up.
3: No, £396,000 on entries and around somewhere between £118,000 so, 123 grand if we hit the 400 mark of entries at Challenge Tour this week. It's a lot of money. Just a yeah. little. Uh, it's a- You're looking at over, over half a million in a week in entries. And we're paying out, what, hmm. 10 grand at first prizes next week. I know, yeah, there are costs and stuff, but it doesn't make you wonder. How much of that is propping up pro tours how much of that is propping up a major somewhere yeah uh lend all the illusion it. as to why the pdc weren't affected during COVID and lockdown let's have a look at q school <laughs> exactly <laughs> what well, if every event is self-sufficient let's have a look at q school um but, but barry's
2: top-up fund came from four or five years of just q school money uh, Lendl, there are 32 boards, club up for the challenge store this weekend. Uh,
3: yes, yeah, so it's the same setup from stage one, they didn't take any of it down, they're staying up all week. So, 32 match boards if needed, plus eight practice. Uh, so, there's 40 boards available in Milton Keynes. Obviously, they won't turn yeah. their practice into match boards because they're set up different, they don't have the encasing down the side.
2: Yeah, um, uh, and Lendl, I don't think there's any more room to to put any either there i think they've used up all the space have any more in the uk no uh evening craig how we doing um again chat room absolutely smashing it today but there look that's that's q school congratulations to all the new tour card holders it's going to be interesting it's going to be jazzy the DRA Christmas party will know about being Dubai or somewhere hot and very nice, because there are some <laughs> hot heads on there. Um, and, I, and I mean Just that in know. the nicest possible way. Um, from there, during Q School, we had a World Series event. The Shh, first
1: one... Right.
3: Uh, we, we, Stupid timing. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm with you there.
3: Um, absolutely ridiculous. Stupid timing.
1: Hundred percent agree.
3: Why? <coughs> I genuinely well, I think to... there was more interest around Q School than there was around this World Series event.
2: I can tell you exactly why, God, because Bahrain paid an absolute fortune to have
3: it. I don't care. Stop bending over without any lube just because a TV company paid you a few hundred grand. It was more than that. I don't care. (laughs) This part of this season should be for Q School and Challenge Talk. The players need a rest. They need a break. And they're not going to say no because we've been over this a million times because, oh, you can say no, you don't have to do it. And then you don't get any more f***ing invites. It's not happening, is it? It's not banging your heads together. We all Sorry. Are-
0: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We all
3: know Barry loves, loves a Same, Same with this weekend in Copenhagen. I don't care how much they have been trying to get Copenhagen before the Masters. No. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't get to throw your weight. Well, apparently you do get to throw your weight around like that. But but why are you allowing TV companies and that to dictate in such that manner? No. Hold firm. Keep that calendar and actually give a shit about the health and safety of your players. Because they're going to burn themselves out. Let them go and have a two-week holiday. Is that too much to ask?
2: Yeah, but it's the same as the Premier League football. In the UK... They've sold their soul to TV companies by playing Saturday afternoon after you played on a Wednesday and and things like this and and vice versa. It happens in all sports. I'm not saying it's right. However, this is why the rich become
3: richer. One organisation doing something does not make it right. I've just said I'm not saying
2: it's right, but. But the money we're talking about, I appreciate
3: it it happens in other sports, but that that doesn't mean it's right. There's still, look, how many managers kick off about the schedules? Apparently, just mine for months. More and more (laughs) managers are are arguing that point about schedules and matches being too close together and player health and safety. How many injuries have Chelsea got at the minute? Off the back of a World Cup when nobody's had a break at all? Oh yeah, look. You don't get injured in yeah. uh, granted, but you still burn yourselves out. Stupid. Lovely tournament though. Well done, Michael Smith. Solid. My world champion.
0: Um... <laughs> How would oh, oh, you
2: um... <laughs> yeah, um, so there was there was a tournament in Dubai. Um Dubai, um, Bahrain, same neck of the woods, it's all out there. Um Spoiler alert, this man picks up another trophy. Um, however, Seen
3: that, I mean, first before, of all, mate, did you put that up an hour ago? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, that was the opening.
3: <laughs> we'll talk about, first of all, how it looked.
2: The gap between the crowd and the stage was like COVID times. It was like
3: social distancing. It was like they were the wrong side of the racetrack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the first of many, first of many things that didn't have to plan over the two days.
2: Um yeah, look, it was it was strange. When you were at a 10 data, normally venues erupt. In there, it was just
3: I was like silent. Honestly, it was like someone had killed Minan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, um, it was until the English arrived on the Saturday
3: There was three guys pissed up in the back corner trying to get stand up if you love the darts going I'm sure they'd be booted them out at one point
2: yeah and then the expats arrived on the Saturday and it did liven up a little bit we had some Welsh flags and everything like that um but look, the, the, the first round was pretty dross.
1: That's been timed. It's just um, I know I guess I know some people social media used to take the meat a little when we had a drop in standard from the world championships PDC and then we'd go to the BDO. We've now gone from a world championships to a tournament in Bahrain, with eight of our top players—not to say top eight, but eight of our sort of top thirty-two players—and it just, I think, the first day sort of summed up what was all expected. I think, as you said, it wasn't pretty, was it? Not better, right. but it wasn't pretty day one at all.
2: Um. Look, the 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 standout from the local qualifiers or the local was was Man Lok Lung, who actually he's got a very bright future. He's got a good action and
3: he played well against Luke. I've been impressive on the dev tour. Like, he's got a very he's got a his dart up in the dartboard. It's almost like a non traditional soft tip action, like a lot of the other players you see from Asia have issues with their darts being very, very flat in the board because that's the best angle of entry for soft tip. It's the best way for the board to receive the darts. His stick up a bit. So he's got something to work off. He can, knows if he can go high or low. He doesn't have to worry about switching as often. It's more traditional as a steel tip action and a way that his dart enter the board. So he can fly around the board that little bit quicker without having to look, or is that in the treble? Do I need to move around, et cetera? I, I think he looks great.
2: Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll dust over it because the rest wasn't very good. Um, moving on to round two. Um, Hi, <laughs> Michael... Smith no, no, no. You know.
3: We've got to talk about Alan Abiyabi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
3: The man went to a deciding leg for somebody that we'd never even heard of. Just kept pegging Dimitri Vandenberg, missed the love for the ninth. Yeah, but again, Did one you, too many
2: dimmy specials. Like, let us be fair. The the guys averaged eighty two, and managed to take five legs off of what we believe is going to be one of the Premier League eight
3: this year. Let, let's be fair. Didn't including a hundred and three checkout and the most bizarre hand grip action I have ever seen in the sport. Oh. Can we just take a oh, minute to appreciate the brilliance of that man?
1: Brilliance is I'm a
3: big word. You just move on. Brilliance. Brilliance. Yeah, brilliant. We're going with that. Just because I've done leg cost you a fortune as well. Don't be crying and running off. All right, I've just muted in Boise, so we can we can now
1: talk proper darts. You can't use the word brilliance for that. That was the opening match following a world championship, and that was brilliance.
2: It it, it wasn't
3: brilliance.
1: It only just finished. Started four days ago. It was
3: amazing. <laughs> um,
2: to, to be fair, moving on to the quarter-finals now. How Michael Smith has beaten Dimitri Vandenberg, I've got no idea. Because again, it was a shocker of a game.
1: Did he play the same in day one as he did day two? That was is probably the simple answer to that. There wasn't much difference in Demi's game other than the one good lead that he played and that brilliance that he performed in the first one.
2: Are we slightly concerned? Look, we, we, this may change. Obviously, we've got Copenhagen and the Masters coming up, but we all think Dimitri's in the Premier League. These performances aren't Premier League level and it could be a long 16 weeks unless Dimitri can change something.
3: But he looked good at the World Championship and that change of barrel seemed to have reignited him. He still threw some very, very good darts. Look, he was a dart away from the... He just switched off a bit. In an event where we've just pretty much discussed means absolutely jack something. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I know we've agreed <laughs> that we will, not, we will not be 100% PG anymore, but we don't have to swear at every opportunity, Philip. Come on now.
2: Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm all up for that, Pete. I'm I, I'd be up for that.
1: Of um, you would.
2: Think of the views,
1: We've just felt about the pressure being off someone's shoulders, and now you're. Chutting that person into playing every Thursday? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Again, Luke Humphries will be kicking himself 5-1 up. And to be fair, Barney averaged 100, 101 and prevented Luke from having a match start.
1: Barney away. Barney away.
3: <laughs> Here's my thing. He still should have been absolutely nowhere near this event. No.
2: I know Michael was on holiday. And
3: he played steady darts here, 98, 101, 95. Brilliant. But if you're going to have players miss out on the Premier League in the next couple of weeks when the announcement is made that have won majors in the last few weeks or that are in contention for it, Send them. Send a Ross Smith. Send a Danny Knopper. Send a Dirk van and Try and get something going in that crowd. Yes, Barney's a big name. Yes, that walk-on still does bits. Yes, one of the most recognisable. Brilliant. But there were others that deserve this chance. And yes, it's a glorified exhibition. PDC can do what they want. Puts bums on seats, etc. At, at some point, people are going to tire of hearing that the same way that
2: People at home are tired of watching that. Boise, we'll we we'll, we'll let Jack rant. I'm I'm going to put a thing down and we'll, and we'll just let Jack go.
3: It's
2: pretty obvious. It's it's pretty obvious. Let's be fair that the Bahrain government and the TV companies have wanted Barney in there, so he's gone in. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? And,
1: Tony Tell, we've returned to a Monday? <laughs> what a dickhead. <laughs> I, Dob, I don't think you moan this much when we're on a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I think it's something to do with a Monday. <laughs>
3: it's just a day of the week, is
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just a day of the week.
2: Everyone can tell, Gob's not a Monday person. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i just... Stupid, isn't it? Come on. Like, if you're about to disappoint us for the Premier League, at least give us some of the guys we want to see. Spread it around. Uh, What is that? Five World Series events this year, so 40 representatives possible. Oh, yeah, let's put in the same six that we've seen forever. And Barney, who got an extra Premier League because he decided he was retiring a year out because Phil Taylor got a send-off tour and his ego decided they're at the same level.
1: Grow up. If we hear much more from you, you're going to be the second <laughs> member of the uh, Raymond Van Barneveld club. You will get an entry from a. Draw of got nothing he against hard. hardy. When he
3: came back, he won a pro tour, fair enough. But he hasn't done enough since. Beating uh, Girl and uh, Price really? at the Grand Slam twice does not make you top eight, most watchable televised player we've possibly got.
1: I'm disappointed we've not heard the alarm while you're ranting. just a, Just over <laughs> the top of you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but anyway Barney saw off Luke Humphreys that, but that seemed like 20 minutes ago we said that um, <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob Cross <laughs> beat Peter Wright um, Peter Wright used the same set of darts two games in a row but they, they weren't a conventional set but at least they were straight barreled. but Cross looked half decent um, and then This was one of the best games of the whole tournament. Gary Price beats Johnny Clayton 6-4. 101 average from Price. 98 from Clayton. It was a good game. And arguably up there. Then, semi-finals. uh, Michael Smith beat Raymond Van Barnabal 7-5. Again, tidy enough game. Uh, Gary Price beats Rob Cross 7-3. And then, in the final, Michael Smith Beats going price, eight six to win the inaugural Bahrain Darts Masters. Now let's talk about the trophy. Blech.
1: To be honest, I wasn't I wasn't sure if he was going to get a chance to see the trophy when they went to an advert. I wasn't sure if it was the end of the show or not. As the end of to John McDonald and just cut him off mid speech. Um, yeah, it's not. One of the finest, is it?
2: No. It's I don't I don't know if he's watching, but sorry Neil. It's on par with the Lakeside Pac-Man trophy.
1: Let if, if that had to stay in Bahrain in a dart museum, I've got a feeling Michael Smith wouldn't be too disappointed.
2: Yeah. It's it's not great.
1: Leave the pizza trophy alone.
3: You're right, Gob. You've got to quiet us. I just don't <laughs> have an opinion on this because I'll get told off. I'm ranting. <laughs> <laughs> also, I actually mind this is the winner's trophy, but the poxy little tiny version of it for the runners up was dreadful. This is unique, it's a bit different, but like it's just shrunken. It looks nothing like a palm tree at that point either. <laughs> uh.
2: On a on, on a brighter note, we've got another World Series event this weekend. Yay! Which, um, which first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll do the negative again because we have to.
3: Rate that, Pete.
2: Yeah. Um, round one, no live TV coverage again. TV highlights at 6 a.m. in the morning on the Saturday.
3: Shite.
1: Are we yeah. surprised? Oh, I guess it's the first one. No. no. And that's, that's probably actually, the
3: most worrying. was live 100%. And after the PDC being so miffed last year about it not being live, it looked like itv had gone right we're going to put it all live and this is a better standard competition some of these 100%. big names are under threat
1: without doubt, yeah
3: the only time i see six seven is if i'm coming in from the night before
2: yeah it's like it's it, it's not great um but we do have three sessions to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was shot. Um, looking at this one: uh, Michael Smith, Darius Labanowskis, Luke Humphreys, Marco Cantelli, Peter Wright, Daniel Nilsson, MVG against Andreas Harrison, Joe In Price against Benjamin Yeah M Ruiz. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg against Maddoz Rasma. Rob Cross against Vladimir Anderson, And Johnny Clayton against Daniel Larson. Good lineup. I like this.
1: Yeah, a few are in trouble. I, I expected a couple, maybe a few to go in this first round. If we see the levels we saw from on first round last week. I know... Certain players will up their names depend on opponent, but I think we'll see a couple of seeds drop here, which is good to see from a world series. Yes, it's not at the same level as what we saw in uh Holland, however, it's a very, very good lineup. Interesting to see what MVG we see.
0: A
3: sometime one? Oh, I think. I actually think the timing of this is quite funny. Imagine throwing your weight around to get the event when you want it and then not being broadcast live to the biggest darting population in the world, i.e. the UK, because there's two other sports already on that broadcaster and you can't force their hand. I'm all over this. (laughs) Uh, Evening, Lau. hope you are good. That serves a right.
2: Um. Yeah, look, you say what MVG we're going to get. Judging by his Instagram, a sometime one. Because it looks warm. All right, for very sorry. little
1: practice, I would expect.
2: I can tell you there's very little practice. Um, <laughs> Does
1: that
2: make a difference? No
1: surprise.
2: Yeah. Um, but first up, Michael Smith against are we Are we seeing an upset or are we saying Michael Smith?
1: Smith.
3: I think if Darius was playing someone else in this draw, then there's a chance, but I just don't see Michael Smith blowing it. Even his bad games at the minute is just steady enough.
2: Yeah. Oh, actually, but before we go on to the rest of them, do we think the World Series events should all be the same format? Because this is best of 11, best of 19, best of 21, best of 21.
3: Yes. Especially if they carry ranking points towards the World Series finals. It's not yeah. even a debate. This would be like having a double in pro tour in the middle of the season and going, right, but it still qualifies you for the players' championship finals. Stupid. Um,
2: but, yeah, so are we going Michael Smith, chat room as well?
1: Smith for me, yeah.
2: Yeah, six, six, two, six, three for me. Uh, Luke Humphries against Marco Cantelli, what we say in chat room.
3: Antelis failed to get into stage two of Q School, so not for me.
1: Yeah, also not for me. But a few legs.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I
3: think six two potentially. No, he did make it uh, but he was bummed. minus seven legs, like, zero points. No, thank you.
2: Um, Peter Wright against Daniel Nilsson.
3: Dennis, Dennis, Dan, too many. Daniel, uh, Dennis Nilsson. Yeah, it's been, nope. a, it's
2: been a long week.
3: Um, I, th- I
2: think right comfortably.
1: Right, just snakey.
2: Yeah, Uh Michael Van Gogh against Andreas Harrison.
3: Look, there's, a, there's a chance you get caught out cold, but if anybody's going to take advantage of it, you'd want a Rasma, an Anderson or a there. The fact is Harrison, not so sold. The fact that Michael Van
2: Gogh is flying halfway around the world... Literally going straight to Copenhagen is a slight concern. Uh,
1: The fact it's a short format, first round, helps where normally it's probably the opposite. I'm not convinced throughout the whole tournament, but I'm convinced on this one.
2: Geraint Price against Benjamin
3: Ruiz, what are we saying? I don't know a lot about him. I mean, I'm currently looking at his results. There's a big. So, whenever Arjun Kontaman at the World Masters. But the PDC World Youth Championship beat Owen Maiden, but got. Uh, lost to Owen Maiden, but beat Fabian Schmutzler. Lost to Belmont in the World Europe Cup. Beat Portella in the Swedish Open. Still not convinced he's got enough to beat Gezi, though.
1: Yeah, same.
2: No, I'm with you. I think price fairly comfortably. Dimitri Vandenberg yeah. against Manners yeah. Rasma. Is this the this is one... Where
1: we start to... Is this the one... The
3: if the same Dmitry from Bahrain turns up in Copenhagen
1: there's a chance we lose a seed. If the same Dimi turns up, I think there's only one winner. I don't think it's a chance. I think Rasmus a better player, a lot better player than that. I think Rasmus comes through it.
2: So, in fact, I, I agree that if we see Dimitri from Bahrain, I think Razma wins. Going upset. Man is Razma. 6-4.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Rob Cross against Vladimir Anderson. Now just purely for interview's sake, I'd love Vladimir
3: Anderson to win. <laughs> Confident. Person, isn't it Um, not, not shy, don't but see, I pass don't see it. No, I'm, don't I'm with you. And to be honest, before the players, I might have given Daniel Larson a chance here, but actually, players' champs, world championship, and even last week, he averaged 103 and 98 before being beaten by Gezi. I don't see anything other than a Johnny Clayton final here. Have you and moved on the day, Doug? I'm, I'm jumping all the way. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going bold
1: here. We, we've no, we've just done a of...
3: Yeah, Cross is winning it, isn't he? Interviews would be funny if Anderson wins, but no one's not fucking <laughs> Cross
1: here, he? No. Oh, I think this is closer than what you think. This is This was a potential for me of an upset. As he's the Johnny Clayton Daniel Larson one.
2: No, I thought Johnny looked good in Bahrain. I have to say. Yes.
1: He looked better. I still think there's a potential.
3: I think Johnny I think makes the saying. final.
2: <laughs> All right then, let's let, let, let's do it. Who wins? And who do they beat in the final? Chat room, come and get involved as well. Who wins? Who has a mayor? Who's shit? And who's triumphant? I already know.
3: You went full job. You, already know. Yeah, you already know. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Are we, got it.
1: Are we, watch, are we watching this on delayed coverage? If you already know. Uh, you
3: know how I got Smith Neil right yesterday? I've got this in the locker as well. Job done.
1: I'm doing boring, same final, same outcome. Wait, on.
3: Smith beats Gesi. Yep. Yeah. Wrong. Yep.
2: I am going <laughs> for. Gering Price beats Peter Wright.
3: Wrong.
1: Wrong. Bulls. You do know if that's right now, he's going to clip that little bit. <laughs> he ain't got
3: the time to do that at all. Uh, Johnny Clayton hands Michael Smith his first ever defeat as world champion in the final. Heard it here no. first. And then they delay the Premier League announcement even more.
2: <laughs> Trust I don't me. understand. Uh, to, to tell you now, I, I understand why they've done it because they're scared. But knowing everything that we've known, that Michael Van Gogh is on holiday, he's not picked up a dart. How can you have him such a short favourite to win the Nordic Darts Masters? Is ridiculous. He's what? It's eleven to four favourite to win the Nordic Darts Masters. Wrong. One hundred percent.
3: 100 (laughs) percent in the same half as the world champion wrong (laughs)
2: um so that's the the world series couple of questions in the chat room on the premier league again nothing official but i think we'll get a premier league announcement early masters
3: week I i don't know that that's just what my gut says If they're waiting for results here and when Johnny Clayton beats Michael Smith and Rasma causes the upset, they dig themselves more of a hole.
2: So, is your opinion changing who you think your A
3: is after these World Series events? If, if the same Dimitri turns up he's did in Bahrain and the same Johnny Clayton turns up that did at the World Cup in Bahrain and goes deep here, yes. That defeat for Johnny to Dimitri in the World Championship is reversed by back-to-back exhibition play here.
2: What do you think, Boise?
1: I'm off. My theory is the re- the main reason for the delay is a certain German player who we're not seeing anymore. But I can't see any other reason. You can't surely be waiting on your Premier League based on a World Series event. Yes, I know we've seen it with the Masters, but that is your your runt, your top twenty four runt players. Surely we're not waiting on performances in a World Series to determine who our seventh or eighth player are for. Four months of darts. I hope. I just.
3: What I really hope is the delay is because they are changing the format out of nowhere.
2: The fact they've tweeted who's your eight going to be twice since the world championship. I don't think
3: so. Even bigger curveball. (laughs) Ha ha. Who's your eight? Because they're in this twelve. Ta da!
2: Um.
1: And definitely those twelve.
2: I. And I know, I know, a lot of people in the chat room are saying they think it will wait till the Masters. The reason I don't think they're going to wait for the Masters this year is because of that just in case someone wins it, they don't want in. We've already spoken about the pool of players.
1: There's a couple. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, Danny nopper won the UK Open. The, the PDC have almost pretended he doesn't exist for nine months, just in the hope that people forget he won the UK Open, so he doesn't have to be included in the Premier League conversation. If him, if the if, if the Masters final is Danny nopper versus James Wade, they have shit the bed. This 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 is what I mean. This is what I don't think.
1: They, I was doing Wade. Danny nopper versus. Danny Knoppert versus Joe Zadie Sousa. He's where I was going to go with that one.
3: And I'm so here for a Knoppert-Wade Masters final.
2: <laughs> um, and, and that's why I don't think they'll wait. Because of that risk. They've, they've, they've gotten away with it the last few years. In relation, it's worked out that Joe Cullen and Johnny Clayton have gone on and won the Masters, they, they, they've got lucky. I'll
3: tell you what, Jack. If Josh Rock manages to win the Masters, he deserves it, mate.
2: Yeah. As I say, if, if, if Josh <laughs> Rock wins the Masters...
3: Because he's 12 places out of qualifying for it and there's no event for him to change that. <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: We've spoken about there's eight places, but realistically, there's probably 12, 12 players you could pick, which will be an exciting Premier League. Let's be fair, there are players in the Masters that aren't in that equation.
3: Yeah.
2: And I just don't think they will risk it going south. Um, but Example. we we will see. Um, a week in darts, also. Uh, congratulations to Matt Clark, who won week 10 of the Super Series. Um, played well. Kevin Payne, a brilliant in the semi final. Didn't get going in the final. Um, yeah, also,
1: big ready for the seniors.
2: I was about to say, that brings me nicely okay. on to, to the seniors. The last invitational pick was announced today. Scotty Dog, Scott Mitchell takes the last invitational space. And in my opinion, right now, based on form, is favourite to win.
3: He's certainly in that conversation, is it? he? I mean, there's a couple of players that didn't go to Q school that that would be up there. We saw Phil Taylor edging towards competitive last year. Two finals, since spent seven grand to have his um, eyes laser corrected and, and put in a lot more work. We've seen him play in exhibitions in the last couple of weeks and, and perform better, granted over a smaller distance. Uh, We know how dangerous Martin Adams can be. You've got Dozer coming in. We've announced Leonard Gates just a couple of weeks ago, but Scott Mitchell, been there, done that. The pace might upset a couple of people, but the ability that he averaged 92 on tour and managed to lose his tour card.
2: If he averages 92 across the seniors' weekend, he's champion.
3: Pretty much. Over that format. Um, yeah.
2: Um, we'll cover that in question time, Jeff. We'll, we'll answer that in a minute. We're just doing a round-up of a week in darts. Um, so, yeah, that's that. The draw, live next Sunday, Gob. Not this coming Sunday, the Sunday after.
3: Yes. Yeah, live from the venue in... Reading at the end of the qualifier, uh, John Lowe will be there conducting the draw, I believe, with our friend Derek from the title sponsors, Jennings Bet. The qualifiers are going to be insane. You look at the level that Andy Hamilton just produced over Q School. You look at the players in contention at the top, Darren Johnson, Andy Jenkins. You, you've got two lists to contemplate. Will we see Lisa Ashton in Reading, knowing that she's very, very close via the money list and that a good weekend there might keep her in contention? Colin McGarry's played on TV at the back end of last year. He's up at the top there, the rankings. Dave Prins, Richie Housen's already qualified via the money list, but there's still the other spot there, obviously. Redden should be very, very competitive next week. Jim McEwen, Mike Huntley's already qualified. Just chucking names out now, but I'm proper excited for next weekend. Just on one of them, the Dave Prins
2: shoulder injury concerns me.
3: Doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't because he still played brilliant darts last week. And the first qual- weekend of qualifiers, he made the quarterfinal of the flyer on the Friday night. I think it was playing on nineteens. He couldn't throw it high enough up the board without being in pain, and he still made a, went a deep run on the Friday night qualifier playing nineteen. So he's comfortable enough to do that, and he's had some time to rest it. Um,
2: Hendo is fifty in May. Is that right? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Could we see Hendo? <laughs> the The list of names that the list of names that's on uh, Dobson, Peter, the uh, the back end of forty, <laughs> soon to turn fifty. That list he's ever drawing.
3: Graham Usher was one of them. He was very, very close. Peter Jakes turns fifty this year. Wayne Mardle is fifty this year. Uh, I think Colin Lloyd isn't too far away either. Um, there's a few in there. Don't you
2: worry. Um, No, we we haven't really discussed Hendo, Johnny, but we we can have a a little go now. I thought Hendo was unlucky at Q school and I genuinely think a year playing some, some ADC events, some super series, maybe some seniors if he wants to, once he turns 50, I think Hendo will be a danger at Q School next year?
3: Yeah. He started playing better towards the back end of the tour. I think it was from October onwards. He was averaging mid-90s again. It's just too little, too late for him. When your body changes as drastically as John Henderson's did, a lot of that was... I think he lost a lot of his form in that. Part of his action is, is so rocky and methodical. There's a bit of muscle memory that goes into that as well. And obviously, we had lockdown where nobody was really playing any darts. And I think he's one that struggled to recover from that. Didn't put himself on enough Euro tours. Didn't put himself in TV events often enough. And and, and fell off, basically, at the back end. But the performances were better. We saw glimpses over Q school. There was just key moments where it wasn't quite there. And again, that's about the drive and, and the performance. He's still good enough to be back on that tour if he wants it. And a year out might just be the best thing for Hendo.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um so what else Happy have we missed birthday, in a week? Happy birthday, mate. Um what else have we missed in a week in darts before we open for question time?
3: I won at Super League last night. Guan average? Yeah, I was. <laughs> That's 4-31 on double. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. <clears throat> yeah. Um.
2: 27
3: missed darts at doubles in four legs, and I still won all four. I missed tops for a Shanghai for a 15 dart in the opening leg and won it in 30. Welcome to
2: the dog and duck
3: Fell apart (laughs) And the rest of the match wasn't much better
2: Um, Yeah, Ryan, we can tell you exactly why it starts so late So, Sporty Stuff TV bought the TV rights for the Super Series And they cannot show it until their dog racing finishes at 9.55 before it was on TV, it used to start at 9 o'clock. But because they paid for the TV rights, it has to go at 10.
3: Yeah, that one. Uh, but we'll
2: open up question time. We'll have a good 15 minutes or so answering your questions. I'm sure Gob will sit on the
1: fence as always, Boise, won't he? Always. Splinters. from Splinters, that dies that. <laughs> 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 it's just the uh, Monday, I'm telling you. It's just the Monday. you
3: know what? As of next week, different man. 100th show, which
1: what I promised... A lot are we we're to we
3: all different to what we normally do. Because that's just what we do.
2: Um... We will try and get something sorted for the 100th. Might be a lot of rushing <laughs> around for
3: him. face is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, 100th show. Revelation to what we're doing. I'll be another year wiser. It's fine.
2: To be fair, 100, not out. We have been cancelled, which is always a good thing.
3: There's still time. You carry on. Um, leave
2: it with us, Rose. We'll, we're working on it. Uh, Matt says, "What players were most disappointing that didn't win a tour card?" Yellow from Ye- Yellow's in there. He's WF num- number one, and never really threatened at all. Yellow plays
3: Yeller. Henderson, Fallon, Scott Mitchell.
1: I'd add Thibault to that as well.
3: Thibaut? Yeah, but... Ale Le Bleu, Jacques Labret.
2: Got one. Is French is just like Dalboys, isn't it?
1: Yeah. He had a
3: German at school.
2: One of the douche.
3: <laughs> I can I say you are a turtle. You are a tortoise.
2: Um... Uh, Malakar, I can honestly say I've never watched Love Island in my life. I have.
3: He's very good.
1: Phil didn't apply to Emma's not on the show as well, just to let you know.
3: But Maya Jammer's hosting it. Jammer.
2: Hello. I was Hello. saying, Maya Jammer's hosting
3: it, isn't she? Because it's all over her freaking Instagram. It's the most disappointing thing, though. You can't go in there and win the host. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Any idea when the Premier League is going to be announced? Uh, not officially, but I think early next week. Any new major winners this year?
1: What? I
3: mean, if anybody's Danny off and Ross Smith this time last year, fair f-ing play to you. Um, Luke Humphreys this year, yeah Humphreys. Josh Rock. Oh, he's gone big. He's gone big. He's gone bold. Oh, do we say him? One this year.
1: Do
2: we, do we say Corey? No, but I think year two, potentially.
1: No, Josh Roth beat him in a final. What a final that would be, by the way. <laughs> what a final that would be. It's like some sort found, of next-gen competition.
3: What? Aileen De Graaf. You're going Aileen McGrath wins, wins, wins
2: the women's well
3: match play. She wins the women's match play, yeah. Bold. Bold. Stupid and funny, but yeah, we'll go for it. But how do you imagine? Was it? Yes. Yeah, he
2: played one day so he could play the challenge tour. That was always the plan.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Could you imagine Barry's face before a dart was thrown, if there was a TV final that had Corey Cabby and Josh Rock in it, I
3: think it would look like a scene at a South Park.
1: <laughs> I just I just double checked how old Corey was to see if he was still young enough to uh, to be in the youth. So I know he was mid twenties. I didn't know he was twenty seven. He was, <laughs> no, he was his, last year,
3: his last year was his last year as world youth as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's developed. (laughs) Uh,
1: um,
2: Is this the year for Chizzy? Uh, Not for me.
3: Mm.
2: I hope so. More than believe it will be. I would love Chizzy to win a major. But under pressure, I just don't trust the action to hold up. And that's a technical thing. That's not love Chizzy to bits, but I just don't think, under the extreme pressure, it
3: holds. I'd love it if it was, though. We said that about Smith, and then Aspinall crumbled, and it let him over the line. Just just someone do that. Let Uncle Dave win a major.
2: (laughs) Uh, Craig, I think it just comes down to scheduling of the when the venues were available
3: now nah, polish eagles missed the boat i'm afraid he's going in one direction and it's not upwards
2: you missed an, you missed such a good opportunity to get a 1d song title in there
3: they haven't got any about going down they're a bit PG. You could have made something fit. That's what she said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. Let's have a quick talk about players that are defending a lot of money this year as well. Someone just brought up the question about James Wade in the in the rankings there. So, this year... James Wade's defending three hundred and twenty-three point five thousand pounds, seventy-three point five percent of all of his money.
3: That's similar numbers to MVG and Smith. However, they have a lot more percentage-wise in year two. No,
2: Smith, Michael Smith's only defending twenty-eight percent of his money.
3: Yeah, but he's defending three hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but um, when, you're on one point, when you're on 1.2 million, it's a great difference. No,
3: but that's the thing. Him and Michael Smith are defending very, very similar amounts of yeah. money, but James Wade's is 75% of his total. Michael Smith is a quarter.
2: <laughs> yeah. A- a- MVG's only defending 24% of his ranking
3: money this year. Which is also 300 grand.
2: Oof. Peter Wright is defending 800... And 98.75 grand, 78.5% of all of his ranking money.
3: 400 grand plus the World Championships. Everyone's defending similar apart from the world by the looks of it. Um,
2: yeah, Gezi defending 400 grand, 55%. But the problem is, is we've said it before, has James Wade still got that big enough game in him to trouble the, the big scorers? James' finishing will go down as one of the best finishers the world has ever seen, ever.
3: That's why he's the goat.
1: But does he
2: score heavy enough anymore is the question.
1: He finds a way, yeah. This this he's time to be in a
3: head, position. has he? got UK Open and then the match play. He's got five months to do what everybody wants. Go win some Euro Tours, James.
2: Um, Gary Anderson. You know,
3: what, do you know what's pivotal for Wade getting back in the top sixteen on the order of merit because he's not seeded for the Euro Tour. Euro if he yeah. can do that, while everyone else is pissing around on the Premier League, then he's got a chance.
2: Uh, people have asked about Gando. Gary's defending 160 grand. However, that is 67.9% of all of his money. And at the moment, he's not in any of the T V tournaments to defend them.
3: He's definitely not gonna be in
1: the slam then, is he? Where does where does he end the year? Totally twenty two. That's all right. Where does Darian? The Anderson talk has been updated
3: for twenty twenty three
1: yet. Uh, did it...
3: no, no. That's no, rankings. You are slacking. I don't say no. that very often. You guys are absolutely mustard.
1: M- mustard <laughs> is the right word. Where does he end the year, dog?
2: Retire. Gary, I want mean, to have a look at something first. I think Gary has a good year.
3: Why have we checked his star sign or something? Where did that come from?
2: Just the little conversation I had with him.
1: Oh, whoever spotted it, uh, Anna, in the chat. If you doubt a year to date on Dark Rantings, Dandar moves to 37.
3: <coughs> That's one this season. So that doesn't include the year. Oh, yeah. So everything else would be defending or staying on. Mm. Mm. Trouble.
1: Do you think he'll be in the title too?
3: Yes. Just.
2: It genuinely wouldn't surprise me if he went and did something stupid at the UK Open or something like that.
3: He hates Minehead.
2: He yeah, hates everywhere. That's not a fishing lake.
3: Minehead's literally 20 minutes from his house, which is saying something because it's not 20 minutes from anywhere. And he hates the place.
2: I think he'll do all right. Um, Chris says, if Goffin's car gets taken off him, do the PDC give it to Whitehead? We were talking about this earlier, mate. We don't know is the honest answer. It should go to the next in the order of merit, but officially we don't know.
3: It, it depends if it's a removal of the tour card. If it's just a, he has it but doesn't use it for two years. I don't think they can remove it before the challenge tour weekend because the legal proceedings are due to resolve on Monday. Once you sent somebody to, challenge tour, to the challenge tour for the weekend, can they then step up? As a tour card holder to the pro, knowing that they've taken opportunities away from somebody on the Challenge Tour in a different ranking, and if it's not resolved by that point, they'll probably just hold it as one, two, seven, and the top on the CT will be everywhere.
2: I, I think again. I, I
3: just for, like, I don't know this. Yeah.
2: I think that. If it is taken off of him or handed back and it's after the challenge tour, I still think they'll elevate Conan. But I think they'll want 128 tour card holders.
3: I think having 127 draws attention to it for the entire year. And that's not something they will want. TV commentators will not start referring to them as the 127. And everyone's like, well, why is it not 128? It just would be wrong. I think they would prefer one, two, eight, full. Yeah. But I'm not sure where they stand in terms of their own rule book and being able to do that.
2: Yeah. Um, well, so we got in the chat room then. Did you expect Benito? No, the past
3: it, That's the thing. it would have to be not it's available all all to nothing. use that for the entirety of the two years in which they own at this point.
2: Yeah. Um, well, so we've joined the chat room then.
3: Challenge tour, James. There isn't an entry list yet. It'll be on the PDPA website or the PDC website, um, just before entries, uh, just after entries close this weekend. basically anybody that went to Q school this week is eligible to play on the challenge tour. We won't get full
2: entries until our entries are closed. No. Um, interesting to get Boyce's opinion. Was it offside or not offside?
1: No. <laughs> it's a dark show. You're not there in my opinion. That is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone who's watching tonight is waiting for my opinion, and they're not gonna edit because I told them exactly the same on message last night that it's a darcher So Uh, I've got a uh, feeling uh, you've been prompted to ask that question. Genuinely, I haven't. Hand on heart, hand on heart. I I
2: wasn't prompted. It was offside, though, wasn't it? It was. There's an image going around
3: of him removed. When you remove Rashford and just look at the difference it'll make the defending full stop. It's offside. It's a joke. The same way that yeah. Salah was offside yeah. the other week before the defender headed it, and that headering it doesn't make a difference. When the ball's played, Salah's offside but it should never have counted.
1: Let's let's do an he's image offside. and remove Michael double 12, and then he's not hit a nine darter in a world championship final. We can remove stop stuff stop. and say, stop. Oh well it he didn't defender. happen. He's
3: offside, you know he is. Stop trying to convince yourself.
1: Don't talk. Let's remove things from an image and say, oh, that will happen.
3: Look at the distance between the defender and the ball that he can't get to ahead of Fernandez. There's absolutely no way he makes a challenge, a sliding tackle, a block or something if Rashford is not there. And you know it. He's offside. He stops the defender being able to defend that situation properly. They ain't going to fit in there, mate. It's two in one and one and the other, mate. That's
2: how it uh, works. You for, don't put three and one. That's
1: for one of you. That's for one of you. And that's for the other one.
2: <laughs> oh, there my work go. here is done. Oh. It's doing that hole and one <laughs> in the other one. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so, plenty coming up as well as always. I will be in Copenhagen this week bringing you all the reaction. So can't wait I for you. that. This will be available as an audio only this evening as well. The Super Series returns tomorrow from 9.30. Um, seniors coming up. It's a busy couple of weeks, boys. Premier League, Masters, Pro Tour start.
3: Yeah. More announcement this week, by the way, for the seniors. I think there's one tomorrow. I say think. It's only me doing it, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah all oh, good everyone thank you very very much for joining us on the live lounge this evening it's been a great laugh as always um, and we'll be back next week we're not sure how and, and what yet but stay tuned we'll think of something we'll, we'll throw right, something what what's together.
3: about to happen is we're about to end this broadcast to you guys. Then we're going to sit in the same software and chat nonsense for an hour. When we start saying, <laughs> oh, what a great shirt was on Twitter, it means we finally let the three of us go off and get on with the rest of our lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll sort of something out. that. But thank you very, very much. Episode 99 in the can, boys. 100 next week. We've been the Live Lounge. Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce, thank you very much for your time this evening. And everyone, one last time, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe, and we'll see you all very, very soon.